Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I think this is maybe the first time I've ever taken a text from 3 John. 3 John... I'm going to read from verse number five. There's only one chapter, so that's the reason why I say I'm just going to read from verse number five. And I'll be mindful of your time because we want to allow time here at the end for people to um, take one of these commitment cards up here to fill it out to support a, minute, a, a, a missionary, you know, monthly, or if you want to give just an overall sum for the year. The past two years, Whenever we've left during this night, every one of our 19 missionaries have been supported from the First Apostolic Church. It'd be my desire to do that again. But if we can't, that's all right. But it's just a go, a desire, aspiration, even if it's just a few dollars per month for any or all of them. I mean, would love to do that. Kind of, I always say it like this, you know, someone that goes for some guidance concerning retirement and they're going to invest money uh, they're usually going to tell them to try to diversify their portfolio, meaning they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket. And so whenever I get to where I feel like we're investing in all these different nations, I just feel like I got a diversified portfolio here at the First Apostolic Church, investments around the world. Third John, and starting with verse number five, John in this chapter is the elder, and he's speaking uh, primarily to Gaius, Bible says, Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the Lord, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well, because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, pratting against us with malicious words and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, forbiddeth them that would and casteth them out of the church. Verse 11 Beloved, follow not that which is evil but that which is good he that doeth good is of God but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. For a little while tonight I just want to talk to you about I want to talk to you about spawned birth rather from verse number 8. I just want to talk to you about fellow Laborers. The scripture has it as fellow helpers. I want to talk to you just about fellow laborers. Amen. Can we ask the Lord to help us here tonight? Father, I love you. I appreciate you, O oh Lord Jesus, today, God. I pray, O oh God, that you would touch our hearts and our minds, Lord, as we give, Lord, careful consideration. I pray, God, to missionaries all over the globe. Lord, and the works that they're doing and what we might be able to do, Lord, to become a fellow laborer. 
with them. I pray, Jesus, today. God, minister, Lord, I pray, God, through your people, God, as they surrender prayers, God, for these people and these works all across the country. I pray, God, to the whole world knows and will not forget, Lord Jesus, to thank you, God, for what you accomplish in the lovely name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated again. This is a peculiar service. I have just a couple of, if you will, updates from some of our missionaries that I desired to share with you from the onset. Amen. Of talking to you about fellow laborers tonight. First, I'd like to tell you about brother and sister Azar from the Middle East. They address us and say, dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, greetings in Jesus name from Beirut, Lebanon. We want to thank God for the blessed revival the Lord has given us this past year. Despite instability and uncertainty in the region, the church keeps marching on. We are pulling down strongholds and being in light in this very dark world. Closing out 2019 with the help of the Lord, we've seen many baptized in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues, including former Muslims. To God be the glory. This new year continues to be very difficult in Lebanon. We are in our fourth month of a revolution. There is now a major threat of war between the United States, Iran, and its proxies within the Middle East. But we are thankful that through prayers, God has moved many dark clouds that have hovered over the region and has given us more time to reach souls in this part of the world. Lebanon's government has recently re-signed, resigned, creating a major void. Banks are on the brink of going bankruptcy 45 percent of lebanese workforce is now unemployed while others are taking salary cuts suicide and robbery are on the rise six of our church families are completely out of work and have no food the church has been purchasing canned food and dry milk for them along with formula for their toddlers we are ever grateful for those of you who have helped support this mission and help make this happen you're helping many and revival is happening in the midst of despair we ask you to please continue to pray for lebanon for our church and for baruch bridge of hope school please pray that we, we could continue to give us protection, wisdom, and knowledge during these difficult times. Thank you for your continued prayers and faithful support to our family, church, and school. God is using you to save and bless others. May God bless you as you continue to be a blessing to this mission. Amen. Anybody out there that supported uh, Brother and Sister Azar over the past year? Some over here. So that just gives the insight to what's going on in Lebanon over the past year. The next is from Argentina, the Fandels. They say we are so grateful to the Lord for his kindness toward us. One more year to move forward, working for the kingdom. As always, we find ourselves with important challenges. In this case, a year of transition with a new president as of December the 10th. There will be policy changes and different political takes on moral and financial issues that will affect us all. We are told to pray for those in authority, regardless of what political party they are from, and that we will do, that we may have the liberty and freedom to continue to preach this gospel message all over the country of Argentina. This month, we would like to highlight the prison ministry that has been important of the 
the Tucuman congregation for many years. So prison ministry just isn't in the States. Amen. It is not an outreach project for a short length of time, but an ongoing job from week to week, month to month, and year to year. We have been blessed to have Pastor Annabel Godoy, who has worked faithfully for years in this area of ministry. He was our first licensed chaplain recognized in Argentina, granting, gaining recognition in in as well as out of the facility this past month of december for the very first time he was able to baptize 16 in water in jesus name in the facility and now we have another brother alien yardo who also is a registered chaplain and in charge of a prison number five in Tucuman. Once you see how they worship, pray, sing, and take in the word of the Lord, you realize it's not just another church service, but a true time for these men before the presence of God each Sunday as they gather with great anticipation to receive what God has for their lives. For them, this is a serious, uh, this is serious, so important to them that they anticipate with great expectation when they can get together in Jesus name. The best thing we can do is give them is loving, forgiving power of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that they will continue, amen, to continue for the Lord and souls will be saved in this endeavor. They said some of the current projects that they have is they have a roofing project uh, for a church that they have in Rosero, Santa Fe. They have a main building and convention center that they're trying to build as well and they're looking for property for a new church plant in the city of Tunyon. So a lot of things going on in, in, in Argentina. Again, just like here, we just put drainage in. They got stuff they got to pay for too. Amen. That they need helps from the states. The next uh, letter comes from the Watts. The Watts are kind of like floaters out in the mission field. They teach in the various countries and various mission fields of the people uh, many times in their Bible colleges. And so you see them floating around. They say working closely with the Snows who are in India as well as several nationals. April 1st marked the start of our first Hindu medium Bible school in Mumbai. Of the 20 students who finished the program, 16 of them came from Trinitarian denominations such as Seventh-day Adventist, Assembly of God, and even one Catholic. By the end of the two-month semester, 13 of them took baptism in Jesus' name, and six received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We also work closely in, with the Spears in Uganda. 13 ministers from Assemblies of God and the Church of God came for a month of training in apostolic doctrine. All 13 of these are now baptized in Jesus' name and have return to their congregations they say our continued work in northeast india has yielded about 100 ministers mostly missionaries throughout india as well as neighboring countries such as nepal Bhutan, bangladesh and Myanmar, with plans to expand further into thailand laos Cambodia, Vietnam, and China. This is a group of our first-year students along with our staff visiting our children's home. And so they have 100 people within these different places that they have taught. They're sending back into their native lands as missionaries. They're not going to have to learn the language. They know their language of their area. That has been a common thing here recently in the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, that if we can't get missionaries into the areas, we take people who are already in those areas, teach them the apostolic doctrine, the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. No one has to learn a language. No one's taken a crash course. They go back with their dialect and their language, but they have the truth now. They're armed, amen, with the Bible. Amen. 
What that does is causing a, 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 a proliferation of people getting in the field quicker. Amen. And having an influence because whenever you hear it from one of your own, it takes just a different setting upon the lives of the people. Also, this is tremendous. One of the things that have been happening in the past few years is really the purpose of Bible uh, schools in every region uh, of, of where missionaries are doing this in five years. And I, I have cards even up here tonight uh, that about a little over a year ago, uh, Brother Matthew Ball started a, a dollar a day program, meaning that you can give a dollar a day, which equates to about $30 a month. And that's for the the, the purpose of supporting getting Bible colleges started in these areas. Amen. In order to get those people who are from these lands that are natives of these lands back into their area preaching the gospel. This past year, I think it was General Conference, the General Conference, however it was, my wife and did that. I, you can have one of these after service. There's a website you can go to, sign up for that. They automatically did take it out of my account. Amen. I don't have to write down, write no check, write no paper. Just every month it's deducted $30. You know, uh, if you get a, if you get a cup of coffee every day that you have to pay for a dollar a day is less than that. It's according to where you get it from. <laughs> Amen. And so nonetheless, with that being said, brother and sister Watts, they have finally have devoted, devoted hundreds of hours to this, to creating a international Bible college that's actually on, online. It's a website. Uh, and what, what this does then is that missionaries that cannot get to them or certain regions of the country that cannot get to them, uh, a lot of areas of the country have access to the Internet and get to this, this webpage. And it is a Bible school then for them to equip people that can't come to them. It's going to go to them by virtue of the World Wide Web. And they can take their classes through there, amen, in all all types of languages in order to be taught the apostolic doctrine and the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ so that we can have, if you will, again, missionaries going back into these cities, states, and towns, amen, doing a work for the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Missionaries all across the world. Many years ago, many years ago, early missionaries uh, sent to Africa, they packed their coffins in the ships that took them to the continent that they were going to. And you can just only imagine a missionary that would be packing up his or her coffin on a ship, riding along beside it, as they are going to be taken to their destination, to the journey of their commitment. No doubt that spoke volumes of them and to them, that wherever they were going, that they were committed, even unto death. What it meant was this, they didn't plan on leaving. They didn't plan on retreating. They plan on finishing their work there until they died. They, they, they accepted their work, amen, with, with no fear per se of death. They knew that where they were going, that it may happen, and it may happen right there. Today's missionaries no longer pack up their coffins, quote unquote, but that does not mean that eliminates them from some challenges that they face whenever they leave the American soil of the good old United States. They are entering cultures different from their own, many of them having different little nuances that may be a key, really, to understanding and knowing, a key to their survival. Many of them have had crash courses 
in the languages in which they are going to. Uh, some are constantly dependent, not knowing the language, so they are constantly dependent upon the aid of an interpreter almost for any part of their life. The living conditions of some of our missionaries are less than appealing. Some are enduring extremely three-digit, very hot uh, temperatures in the India uh, sleeping others are sleeping shrouded by mosquito nets in tents in Africa due to the threat of malaria some of our missionaries have been and has dealt with malaria on more than one occasion and typhoid fever and such and whenever they come out of whatever it is that they've been attacked by malaria typhoid fever they get back up and they go back to the mission field and they preach another sermon and they teach another lesson and they do it all for the sake of the gospel. And yet the amazing thing is this. I know this because of having rubbed shoulders with them from time and time. If they were standing here tonight, they would not want your sympathy. They would not want a pity party on their behalf here. But they would urge us as a church, just pray for us, pray for our work. That it can be successful. Pray that we can see many souls for the kingdom of God. And so they need our support. And yet what they would ask for is just simply our prayers. Because that's just the modesty and the humility that these people all have. I'm oftentimes uh, humbled as I even was rehearsing today in my mind. I'm humbled oftentimes as I attend some of the national organizational meetings and conferences that we go to. Amen. That whenever I go in such like events, I, I learn on more than one occasion where a certain set of missionaries in one country is financially supporting another missionary in another country. In other words, it's somebody that's in the same stage, if you will, that they are in. Dealing with some of the same pressure, some of the same needs that they have. But their heart is so entrenched in this that they're given monies they could use for themselves. And they're using that for the purpose of supporting another missionary. There's things like just a few weeks ago, and I think I said something to you all about this. The Krauses uh, in Germany were hosting an all-night prayer meeting. And whenever I tell you they were hosting an all-night prayer meeting, I'm not talking to you about two hours and when you're done praying, leave. I'm talking they were hosting a all-night prayer meeting and they took time out of their all night prayer meeting to uh, make contact with the princess uh, within conference team that was up there in Indiana because they wanted to pray for us amen through a video conference that God would give us good favor in our conference that is the type of people I'm talking about. People that look beyond themselves and their own works when they could probably use all the prayer in the world. They say, no, we're going to stop right here in our own prayer meeting because somebody in the States is doing the work too and we're going to pray for them. Folks, it's so great to understand that the body of Christ goes beyond these four walls. The body of Christ goes beyond the state of Indiana and Illinois, beyond the United States. The body of Christ is found in some of the very most remote regions of our world. And as Paul said, the whole body, everybody say the whole body, the whole body is compacted, which means it's united. It's knitted together by which every joint supplieth. Amen. That that is the whole body. Missionary, evangelist, pastor, teacher, the saints of God. We all have something that we can contribute to the body of the Lord. In third John, John is the elder of third John. He is primarily writing to Gaius. 
he has many positive things to say. If you'd read the whole chapter, it wouldn't take long, 14 verses. He has many positive things to say to Gaius and about Gaius. John is pleased with his conduct. He is pleased with his manner of life. He sees Gaius kind of like a spiritual child. When he says, there is no greater joy to see that my children walk in truth, that is John talking about Gaius. It's not his literal son, but he feels like he's had a responsibility and some type of influence in Gaius' life to steer him in the right direction for the Lord. And so he says, I have no greater joy then to hear that you walk in truth. In other words, he says, I get feedback from other places about your actions, Gaius and about your activity. You are a son in the gospel to me. John hears from others that, that, that the truth that is in Gaius is known, it's apparent, and that Gaius is walking in the truth. It brings great joy, according to the scripture, to John. The setting in which John talks about all of this and is speaking about Gaius' care and his support, you can read Third John, you understand, he's talking about the way that Gaius supports and the way that Gaius cares for the traveling ministers of their day. That's the context of all of Third John. How this individual is supporting and helping the traveling ministers of their day. Now, the traveling ministers of John's day was this. They were greatly dependent upon the kindness of strangers. They were dependent upon the kindness of people that didn't even know them. If they were going to have an adequate place to stay, it was going to be because of the kindness and the hospitality of somebody in that area, of a stranger. Again, if they were going to have any food to eat at night, it would be because they ate at the table of someone who had extended an invitation to them and said, why don't you come home with me? I'll give you a place to sleep and I'll put food on your table. You can eat with me. Amen. And so we have these are traveling, if you will, ministers, missionaries, evangelists, they could be all types of headings. But when we think about that alone tonight, that Gaius was kind to these people that he considered they were virtually strangers to him, I want to tell you tonight that the missionaries that are in these various nations and places, they may not be in our geographic location. And many of them may still yet Amen. Be strange to you. Maybe we've never had them at our church or they've never shown up here yet. They may still yet be strange to you, but that by no means exempts us of being hospitable to them. They might not ever sleep in a bedroom in your home and they may never eat food at your table. That may never take place, but through our financial support, we can still place food on their table and cause a pillow to be placed under their head wherever they may be. Someone say amen. The people, the Bible says that Gaius attended to in his home. He said they, are, they were the brethren. They were the brothers and sisters of his simply because of this one fact, because they shared in the same experience. They all had been baptized into one body by one spirit. He says they're a brother and a sister to me, although I really didn't know them. They were a brother, but they were also a stranger. They were a sister, but they were also a stranger. I don't know them personally but we have partaken of the same gift the same spirit that's in them is in me and so though I don't know them 
personally, they're my brother and they're my sister. And I believe they're my obligation to take upon my shoulders to help to be hospitable and show compassion and kindness and care toward them. Because we are related by our new birth experience. Someone say amen. Whatsoever he did, and he did something, amen, he was kind, he was generous, he allowed them into his heart and into his home, amen, but he supported them in some way. Whatsoever he did for these people, John noted, he said, Gaius, you have done this faithfully. In other words, there was a consistency about how he was supporting. A consistency about how he was showing kindness to them. There was a steady resolve about Gaius, amen, to help these otherwise to him strangers. I want to tell you something tonight, folks, that whenever we get a card up here tonight and that we place a certain money allotted amount each month or a total bulk amount for each year, amen, for these missionaries that we will choose to support what we've done when we've done that is that we have faithfully brought them along on their journey that's what john amen told gaius he says things are spoken well of you because whenever you've done what you've done for these people allowed them to sleep in your home eat of your food you've allowed them to go forward on their journey what's he saying you've allowed them to fulfill the ministry that god has called them to every time we write i don't care if it's two dollars down my kids i think they got maybe a dollar two dollar amen commitments we've been on them this past year you got extra money go and pay up a little bit amen every time that dollar two dollars go you know what's happening you're helping them further and forward along on their minute oh yes hallelujah it might be a motorcycle that's bought to be able to drive out to some remote village it might be a brick amen that's happening for an orphanage to, to kids that have lost their parents through a tsunami or other just disastrous events it might be a bible college that is that is somehow educating amen people in the apostolic doctrine that's going to change not just their worldview but their church view their eternity view Hallelujah. Guys, he says, every time that you help them, you're furthering them along on their journey. Can I tell you tonight that whenever you fill these things out, it is an honorable vow. It is an honorable task, amen, to bring a missionary along on their journey, as John said to Gaius, after a godly sort. He said, when you've done that, Gaius, he says, you've done well. And that's the only thing that each of us are trying, amen, to do in our Christian lives is to do well. And he says, you've done it well when you rendered support to help someone forward on on their journey of ministry. The New Living Bible says it like this. It says, please continue providing for such teachers in a manner that pleases God. In other words, be faithful to the task. Amen. Continue doing it. Amen. You say, we have not done much, Brother McGee. Folks, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the scripture of Matthew 25 is enough within itself. He says, when you've done it unto the least of these, and the least that he was talking about is the person that was hungry, the person that was thirsty, the person that was sick or that was naked or that was in prison. He said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Can I tell you that God takes good notes? Amen. He's a good bookkeeper every time that we support a ministry that is 
is even beyond ourselves, amen, that you are doing it unto the Lord. He said, whatsoever you do, you need to do it as unto the Lord. Whenever I bring in my offering every month, amen, I'm not doing it, amen, so everybody can see I'm putting in some money for a missionary. No, I'm doing it because I'm doing it unto the Lord. The whole world's got to know I'm fulfilling the commission every time I lay that in the offering plate one more time. I am becoming that missionary, amen, that's going forth, amen, through financial giving. Can someone say amen? The Bible says, verse 8, this is where I want to get to, and I want to leave plenty of time, amen, for our altar service and to pray over our missionaries and such. But the Bible says in verse 8, this was John's words after hearing what Gaius has done. After he's further people along on their journey. After he's done this because these missionaries had went forth because of the namesake of Christ. He says, we therefore ought to receive such. John says, you've set a good example. We should receive such. Look now, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. <laughs> In other words... We need, to, we need to receive them or we need to support them. We need to welcome them. We need to provide for them that we might be fellow workers for the truth. We need to help them for the purpose of helping truth. We're fellow helpers. We are co-workers. We are fellow Laborers, He says whenever we support them and people like them, we take part in what they're doing, amen, in spreading the truth. Whenever we help people like that, he says we become partners with them in the Lord. Someone say amen. So John hears from others about the truth that Gaius is involved in. And he says when we help, when we receive, when we aid, if I can for our context tonight, when we aid a missionary, we enter into their labors. Watch this now. When you support a missionary, you are not just a saint. Listen to me. Giving to their cause. But when you give their cause has become your cause. You become a fellow helper or a fellow worker. The word fellow just basically defined by our English dictionary means this. It means we belong to the same class or rank as them. That's what a fellow means. Whenever I become a fellow helper in truth or a fellow laborer in truth, whenever I become a fellow, that means I belong to the same class or rank as them. You know what that means? It means like our great youth president, Josh Wilson, has preached more than once. I am a missionary. Whenever you give, you transfer from just being a saint to being a missionary. When you give, you step over the line because you belong to the same classification and rank as they are. And whenever you put that money there amen you assume that same classification when you support them someone say amen oh brother mcgee wait a moment to think of being or becoming a missionary is a far-fetched idea for me folks i'm just saying as if i were you <laughs> i'm never going to say never because that's exactly what god did to me if it did but for some it may you know I don't know if I could ever leave America's soil. I don't know if I could ever leave my families behind for months, sometimes years at a time. 
For others, it's like it'd be too difficult, all the cultural hurdles that would have to be jumped, all the language barriers that would have to be, that would have to be you know, maneuvered, have to become overcome. For some, it may just be simply the fact, Brother McGee, I don't even feel a call to teach or preach. <laughs> but missionaries establish churches. They create preaching and teaching points throughout their geographic areas. They create those Bible colleges and those orphanages. They send out people. They equipped people to spread the gospel message in their native tongues. Brother Fred, it sounds a lot like what we're trying to do here. They're equipping and they're sending for the purpose of planting and for harvesting. You may say you can never do that, yet you can become a fellow laborer when you receive the missionary by your faithful gift and support and forwarding them on just another day in their journey of ministry. And since this is the case, we need to faithfully pray for our missionaries. Can someone say pray? We need to faithfully pray for our missionaries. Give financially to their purposes, but don't forget to pray for their purposes. Literal hospitality in that day was someone inviting the traveler into the home, feeding them, providing a place for them to stay. I can't literally do that for a missionary unless they're passing through Mount Carmel. I can't literally open up my home for them unless they're passing through. And if they will, I'll open my home to them and invite them in. But I can't do that because distance is a barrier. Amen. Uh, but I can help them through finances and resources for their food and for their housing. John told Gaius that he did well because he brought them forward on their journey. They could go for Christ's name. They could go, the Bible says, whenever they left and they started on their journey, they did it for the sake of Christ, and they didn't have to depend upon any of the Gentiles, or if you will, they didn't have to depend upon any of the worldly institutions in order to, to accomplish their purpose. Why? Because they had enough support from people like Gaius. God, I want our missionaries to have enough support that they don't have to look any other place. Huh? No other place except the churches here in America. Now, here's the interesting thing, and I won't hold you much longer before we get to this. But here's the interesting thing. John presents before us two examples. One to follow, the other one not to follow. He presents before us Gaius, which we have spoke much about. But he also presents before us another man by the name of Diotrephes. The Bible says Diotrephes loved to have the preeminence. Diotrephes loved to be first. He loved to have the preeminence. Let me put it in more certain terms. Diotrephes loved to put himself first. Diotrephes, according to 3 John, he did not welcome the brothers. Diotrephes wouldn't welcome the brothers even into his space or sphere or home because he's too worried about himself. He loves to have the preeminence. He would not welcome the traveling teachers because, see, if he helped someone else, then he sees them as competition to his first place. 
He saw it as something being replaced in his life rather than the way that Gaius and John was proclaiming it as a fellow laborer, as a co-worker for a cause. He said, if I just put it in no certain terms, he said, if I help financially there, then I've kept that finances from helping me somewhere. Amen. Amen. He loved the preeminence. And so the charge will follow from John with those two examples in mind of Diotrephes and Gaius. He says us and his, he implores us. He says, imitate them. Follow the good example. The Living Bible says it like this. He says, dear friend, don't let the bad example influence you. Don't, don't, don't uh, grow to linger and desire to have the preeminence. Don't put yourself first. Put these others first and become a co-laborer and become the classified of their rank. Amen. If I can tell you tonight, here's what supporting missionaries do does. Supporting missionaries erases our inabilities. What are you saying? I can't get there. I can't go there. I don't have enough money for the airfare. I supporting them erases our inabilities. I don't know the language. I, I don't feel like I'm astute enough to be able to go and be able to teach. Give them. It erases your inability. I don't know if I, I just don't know if I could ever leave this place. I'm comfortable here. I don't feel called to that. That's all right. Give then. That erases your inabilities. And when you do, what does that do? It takes you in this little, little city of Mount Carmel in southern Illinois, and it makes you a part of something bigger than where you are. Amen. And it makes our church a part of something bigger than what it is. For that matter, it makes our reach. It makes our reach extend further than what it ever could had we never gained. If all we ever did is pay tithes and offerings at the church, then our reach is to the confines of this community. Our, our reach is to the confines of what the church does. But if we send monies in areas that we are not located, where we have never gone and maybe never will go, our reach then has went further. than It's went thousands. I'm telling you, thousands, thousands, time zones away from here. Amen. And people are getting the Holy Ghost because Zach McGee and Melinda McGee gave. People are understanding the one of God and Jesus Christ being the only expressed person of God because Shay and James Malone gave. People are going down in watery graves of baptism in Jesus name that were a Muslim that were oh yes of all these different things because the Whitney's gave amen to missions you furthered your reach you furthered it I want, to, I want to just express one more time and underscore as musicians are coming. I want to underscore that these traveling teachers, they took nothing from the Gentiles primarily because they had found aid from the people like Gaius. I told you before, from year to year, missionaries got to come back. I say got to. Got to come back home on deputation. I'm sure it's probably one of the most uncomfortable things ever in life. Because it's just not coming around telling you stories about what's going on in the mission field. They're there for the purpose of hopefully raising awareness for the purpose of support. Folks, let me tell you, I wouldn't want to do that on a sunny day. Not because I don't like, wouldn't like the churches I'm going to, but you know how awkward that would feel? Saying, hello, we're missionaries to Ireland. This is what God is doing. You know, pray for us, and if you got any spare change, you know. 
telling you. I mean, I have a hard time just asking somebody for a few dollars if I have, I'm a short sum, you know what I mean? Said, but these traveling teachers didn't have to take anything from anybody else because there was enough people like Gaius. There was enough like him that willingly, voluntarily supported. So with that in mind tonight, if you'll stand with me, with that in mind, if that's the case, the question I pose for us tonight is this. If we don't help them, who will? If we don't help them, who will? Would anybody like a promotion tonight and raise your classification and become a missionary by just being a fellow laborer through financial support? Huh? Just a fellow laborer, financial support. We become a co-laborer with them. Tonight up here are, are, are the 19 different missionaries that are represented. And again, more than a missionary, I support a nation, the nation that they are at. I do support those people because I know they need the support. But I'm thinking about the nations that I'm supporting. Some of you may want to pick up some of the people that you have had before. I will tell you, Sister, Sister Jessup, Brother Roca is no longer on the field, okay? He is retired, and his retirement has been paid out in everything. So I know she was a faithful supporter of Brother Roca. Always one Brother Roca. But there are still people up here from Costa Rica in that, that region uh, that need the support. But these missionaries are up here. I love it that there's, there's pictures on there. You pick that up. Look at those faces. Look at those faces. Like Brother Grimm in particular in Africa. If you look at Brother Grimm, there's a man that's had malaria on multiple occasions. Typhoid fever. Slept in those tents to keep the mosquitoes away. If you look at, if you look at uh, Brother Moorfield there in India and those of India, he's been a man that slept on a dirt floor whenever the temperatures are like 115, 120 some odd degrees. He's going to go teach a lesson somewhere that day or maybe preach in five different churches. But the fact of the matter is this, and again, I'm telling you, they would not want no sympathy or pity party made at all. But they do give of themselves, of their times, and of their abilities. God sees it. God blesses it. But we want the world to know who the Lord is. It's something that we've been commissioned to do want the world to know who he is we want every crook and cranny every dialect every race no matter their skin color whoever they may may be to know who the world is and so what this is tonight this is just a simple commitment card those of you that have been in these services understand this is simply commitment card for one year this will start this will start in next month in april from april then to march of the following year is this commitment you can put, they have amounts there. You can circle, they have amount that you can put in. If you are not a good month by month pledger, but you have the money to pay a year, you might do that. Let me say this, and I'll just give this recommendation. Around this time of year, each year is tax time. All right? And if it's difficult to give monthly, you might wait to give your whole bulk when you get your tax money back and just be said and done with it. Don't have to think about it. Don't have to worry about it. Say, well, Brother McGee, it hasn't come this year. Then you might need just skip a year and do it next year. All right. Amen. Just, just keep that in mind. Amen.
because the faithful support that we put down is what these individuals are relying on to making their budgets of what they can do, what they can't do, uh, so on and so forth. Amen. I want us tonight, we're going to pray and we're going to open this up. There's pins and stuff up here. We need these filled out before you leave tonight. Amen. I hope that you've been praying about this leading up to the service. But we're going to pray here in just a moment. We're going to pray over these missionaries. Amen. Their families. Some of them, it's not just a man and a woman. It's their children that's there alongside them. Right? Some have very young children. Some have older children. Various things. It just blows my mind sometimes. I think about the Azars over in that area right now. That is in a political flux and war. And literally, this is New Testament scripture. Their life is in danger every day, especially being they're propagating the book of Acts and the epistles of this Bible every day. I come in here, nobody's standing at the door, you know, checking me out, patting me down. I didn't get stopped to see about any bombs on my way here. I'm saying I walked in free tonight amen to be able to do this and so let's pray right now for these missionaries there's all kinds of names if you know any of them you might want to call them out tonight and if you don't know names of them you know names of countries and nations father we come to you right now in Jesus name I pray oh God I want to follow the example of Agaius tonight to follow the example of Agaius, Lord, that, that walked in truth, Lord. And one of the means by which walking in truth, Lord, was that he received those, Lord, that needed the support to further them along forward, Lord, in the ministries. I pray, oh God, today I may never go there. My feet may never touch, Lord Jesus, Ireland or Norway or, Lord Jesus, India. God, it may never touch some of these regions and places uh, or Mexico. But, Father, God, money's God. It knows, Lord Jesus, no distance. I pray, oh God, today, let monies, Lord, from this place, from these people, Lord, help, Lord, establish Bible colleges and, and new church plants and orphanages, God, for those in need of it. God, let it, Lord, provide curriculum, Lord, with apostolic doctrine. I pray, oh God, to get in the hands of people, Lord, of these areas, Lord, that are natives, that can go back into the land that they came from to preach the gospel and teach the message. God, so it would turn the lives of those that have been entrenched, Lord, perhaps in false doctrine, Lord, or just in a state of not knowing to bring an aha moment into their lives and see their need for the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I pray, oh God, today, Lord, the families, Lord, with desires and hopes, I pray, oh God, of supporting, Lord, these people. God, reaching beyond Mount Carmel, reaching beyond Illinois, broadening, Lord, the spoke, Lord, of their ministry. God, they may be a teacher here, but the moment they give, they become a co-laborer. They're a missionary. They may be a saint here that faithfully attends but when they give they become a co-laborer they receive the same rank and status they're a missionary I pray oh God tonight oh Lord I pray God for your hand of protection upon them God many of them that find themselves in harm way God with political Lord flux and Lord disease God that runs rampant Lord in their geographic place and area God safeguard their homes and their families and their physical health their emotional health their times of being depressed and overwhelmed God feeling like they're alone wondering God if anything they're doing God is having any impact on the kingdom I pray oh Lord for encouragement I pray oh Lord you would uplift them and strengthen them in their work and their ministry for the Lord God knowing Lord Jesus that you have not Lord God turned your face aside but you see their labor love and that they
they do labor and you will give them fruits for their labors. I pray, oh God, today those families with young children, God, protect them. Oh, I pray, God, with adult children, God, protect them and let them be other branches and arms. God, for their ministry, Lord God, in and around the world. I pray, oh God, to the whole world knows. Help us, God, this is one venue by which we go. God, through our support, this is one venue. God, by which, Lord Jesus, we become a missionary. God, through our prayers and through our giving. Oh, John said, I have no greater joy to hear that they walk in truth in one way in which they do that is by their consistent, faithful support of those of further and long ministries. This is open tonight. If you want to come and look at this table for a while or grab a card, fill one out, amen, do so tonight. Take that card, fill it out, keep it in your hand, pray for that person, however. But let us, if you will, be co-laborers together. Help our God. Help us, God, to be co-helpers. Lord, fellow helpers, Lord, in the truth. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.